Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. show you, when you get to the highest level of your sonship, you begin to affect the world and change the environment around you. No, at the highest level, you are an individual, but you become a movement. You become a movement. You shake things. You make things happen. Huyos is not the one who is saying, somebody come and help me to do this. No, Huyos will just go and do what is many people don't understand. The very fact that you have been given responsibility is a blessing. If you are around somebody and he doesn't give you responsibility, it means the person doesn't trust you. So, if you are in a house and your daddy never sends you, God never sends you, nobody ever gives you an assignment, you should have a cause to be worried because it means you are not trusted. So, receiving a job or a task by itself, is a blessing. Let me tell you, even if you are doing that work pro bono, you are doing it no pay. That by itself is a blessing because it means somebody trusts you. So, the word wheels is used for a child who, who can be identified as somebody's son or daughter because of the similarities between the child and the parent. So, we use things like Facial features, character, and attitude to determine that somebody is a child of another person. But when we come to talk about um, a purpose-driven people, wheels or child cannot depend on just biological or natural causes. It depends on the person's discipline and obedience. So, practically and functionally, and a wheels is somebody who can be trusted with assignment. So at the technical level, the person is under training. The person is under observation. But by the time the person becomes a wheels, the person becomes responsible. So if you look in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, most of the time when it's talking about a son who is working and doing things, you are likely to see the word ben, B-E-N. Now, when you come to the New Testament, mostly when it is a son who is active and performing. The word son will be there, but it will not be a nepios, it will not be a pideon, it will not be a prefos, it will not be um, a technon, it will be a wheels. Because the wheels is the person who is mature, an adult. He can do things. You can, you can trust him with things. And I don't know what, what, which, which one you are in your church, in your business, in your house, I don't know which one you are, but I'm praying to God that the Lord will make you a wheels in the house wherever you find yourself. Now, one scripture of relevance to go straight to a scripture, piece of scripture, so that you can understand what the wheels is all about. I want to use Moses to talk to us about the wheels. I want to use Moses. Talk to us about the wheels. 
said concerning Moses, that by faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child. And the word child here is the word paideon. So they gave birth to him and he's a beautiful child. In fact, many translations say he was a beautiful then one translation, New Living Translation says he was an unusual child, a special child. But most of the translations say he was a beautiful child. And a man like Joseph who says that Moses was so beautiful that when he was growing up as a young man, there was a glow on his face and he looked so nice that when he walked past, people stopped and looked at Moses until he disappeared. That is how nice man. So, his parents hid the Pideon for three months. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. I want you to watch this word, afraid, because we will come to it. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the Huyos of Pharaoh's daughter. So, the word son here, it's not Nepios, it's not Pideon, it's not Technon. The word here is Quios, because by this time, they had trained him. And I will come to the training. They had trained him, he had matured. He has become a solid character. If you want to read, if you want to really enjoy Moses' life, I think you have to go back and read what the historians say about Moses. Because you see, a lot, of his, a lot of his religious life in Egypt and a lot of his civil life in Egypt and a lot of his military life in Egypt are not written in the Bible you and I have. But if you read the writings of Arinos and you read the writings of Josephus, you will come across a lot of Moses. But Moses was a solid guy. When he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, and esteeming the, the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of a reward. The Bible said by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him that was invisible. So by faith, when he was born, his parents hid him for three months. They were not afraid of the king's commandment. When he came to age, he forsook Egypt and he was not afraid of the king's commandment. Now watch when I was talking to you about the technon. I said that we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Ladies and gentlemen, fear is the number one thing that will stop you from achieving anything for God. And you know what, people? I don't care how you define the fear. They asked Adam, Adam, where are you? He came, he said, I was afraid. I heard your steps in the, in the, in the garden and I went and hid myself. I was afraid. I was afraid and I went and hid myself. 
So he said, we have not received the spirit of bondage to fear again like the first man who God created. We have not received the spirit of bondage to fear again like Adam. When Jesus gave the parable of the talent, the one who went and hid his talent, as soon as he stood in front of the master, he said, I know you are an austere man, reaping where you have no soul. And I was afraid. So I went and I hid your talent. Fear. Oh, fear will be the number one killer of your ministry. Fear will be the number one killer of your business. You must grow into heroes. And you will be in the hands of a trainer. You fear the trainer. It's like a student who fears your lecturer. Listen to me. The human being you are running away from is your helper. The person you are busy avoiding. When you see him coming from here, you pass here. Some of us are even running away from God himself. I must be careful. The Bible said, I should work out my salvation with fear and trembling. As for the work of God, if you make a mistake, God will kill you like Ananias and Sapphira. Some are busy running away. So in the prayer warrant, number one, I said, overcome the spirit of fear through prayer, the word of God, and the power of the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't overcome the fear, you cannot become a huios. Fear is a very dangerous thing. Listen, in ministry, many things are bad. They are sinful. Fear is not something you will call sinful. But I'm telling you people, it's the greatest antagonist to your future. Come on, clap your hands. Oh, and give a shout offering on to <laughs> No, 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 no. Overcome the fear. All of us, we have to learn. All of us, including me, we have to learn. Between the technon and the wheels, there's a suffering aspect. But another thing is, you got to overcome the fear. But you know what, people? If you want to go somewhere in life, Fear is something you must overcome. Because you see, most of the people who, have, who are up there, they didn't get their cheap. And they will not bring you up their cheap. No, 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 no. Jack, you may greet them and they won't respond. Like Elisha was attempting to follow Elijah. He attempted following the man of God said, what do I have to do with you? Get out of here. And the man went and killed his animals and other things. And then he came and started following. He said, okay, now let's go. And look at when they were going. He said, go back. I'm going to Jordan. Go back. I'm going to here. Go back. I'm going to Bethel. Go back. I'm going here. Go back. Sometimes you can accuse them of being rude. You can accuse them of being rude. You, you can easily feel rejected. They, they didn't even receive me. They rejected me. They rejected me. Can you believe they were eating food and they didn't give me some of the food? Can you believe they were eating at the dining table and they left me in the car park to eat? 
Technos don't eat at the table. They eat in the car park. One day, when it's time for them to eat at the dining table, they will also be at the dining table. I want to encourage you people. Whatever you will do with fear. And whilst I'm talking, I'm talking to church members too. Church members and church leaders who have allowed others to poison their mind that their senior pastor is a hard person. And when they see the senior pastor, they start running. And let me tell you, church members, that's why I told you to bring your church members on. A lot of your pastors, they are operating in very hard territories. And the hard territories frustrate the pastors. So they are already frustrated. It is not you they are angry with. They are angry with something. Only that you crossed it. in the church. The attendance is no good and that alone is irritating him and you are seeing the wrong key. On a good day, if his church is very full, packed, you can even sing wrong padlock. He won't mind. Most of the time, when you see the pastor is getting agitated and he's getting frustrated about things, it has nothing to do with you. The usher crossed him. The guy is getting irritated about something. It has nothing to do with you. The guy comes and he's going to receive an offering and he's frustrated. And he says, if you don't bring the tithe, devourer. Then he says, lions will chase you. Tigers will chase you. He's not an angry man with you. He's frustrated about something around him. Now, so, you will have to overcome the fear. So, the Bible said that Moses' parents overcame the fear of Pharaoh. And Moses himself later overcame the fear of Pharaoh and left. Now, it is a very good thing if you have a pastor who is not afraid. One of the greatest qualities of a pastor is someone who is not scared. The Bible said in Romans chapter 8, the verse number 19, that the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. The earnest expectation of the creature waited the manifestation of the sons of God. And the manifestation over here is the apocalypse, the revealing or the uncovering of the sons of God. And the sons over here is not Nepios, it is not Pideon, it is not Technon, but it is Huios, that the whole of creation is waiting for the Huios to be revealed. Now, go back to that scripture in the book of Hebrews 11, from the verse number 23, the Bible said that a Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, everybody say, when he was come to years. Come on, shout it, when he was come to years. Now, it is believed that at the time when Moses was come to years, and how to do all these things was around the time he was around 40 years. Some people too speculate that the time he went among his people and killed somebody, and then when the people were fighting a Jew and killed, some believe that he was 25 years. Um, there's quite a lot we are not too sure of. But by faith, when this man was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, in order for you to obey, if you really want to obey, 
must have the ability to say no. So he said, I refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He's matured. He's a huios. I want to find out from you, what have you refused? What have you rejected? Some of us have so many identities that we cannot achieve anything for God. You must have the ability to refuse something. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. In other words, he refused to be called the huios of Pharaoh's daughter so that he can become the huios of God. You cannot be a son of God if you are the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You must take a decision. There is something you must abandon. There is something you must leave. You have to abandon something. You have to say no to something. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now verse number 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction. He must choose to suffer. And esteeming the riches, the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. Every adult every adult. One of the things you have to do is the things you refuse to do. You see, you are the result of the things you don't do. You are not only the result of the things you do, you are the result of the things you don't do. So for example, if you are not an alcoholic, you are not a fornicator, you are not an adulterer, you are not a thief, you are not a liar, you are not a swindler, you will live a high quality life. If you do all these things, you will live a low quality life. So if you want to be anointed, you want to be powerful, you want to carry the glory of God, you must be a vessel sanctified and meet for the master's use. If you are a pastor, today when you go home, take a diary and just write down. Since you were ordained, how many things have you refused? How many things have you said, I will never do this. I remember one day a pastor was preaching and said he would never commit adultery. Another pastor called him and said, Don't say that. You are a human being. To a human. He said, I refuse it. I'm not going to create that allowance and trouble myself. You are a pastor, man of God, woman of God. You should be able to lift up that hand and say, for the rest of your life, you will never commit adultery. And hold yourself accountable with that. You can clap. No, no, no. The day you sleep with a woman in a church who is not your wife, just resign. Just resign. You can clap. Resign. Resign. Why, why are you resigning? I've slept with a woman in the church. She's not my wife. What work should you do now? Social welfare. Go and work there. In the rehabilitation center. When you now finish that rehabilitation, then you can go back and now become a teacher there. Am I speaking? A pastor cannot take alcohol. You can't drink alcohol. It's out of the question. Paul gave Timothy the standard. He said the man of God must be this man of God. So there are many things you can do. To grow. As a man, there are things you don't do. In other words, as a man of God or a woman of God, 
there, there are some small, small things you can't be caught up with them. So live your life consistent with the preaching. And church members, if we say we are churches, we say we are ministries, and we will affect the world, we must get to the place where we are esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches. And we are also, because we have respect unto the recompense of a reward, and then choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So obedience, you cannot obey when you are trapped with so many things. You can't obey. It will be difficult. You will take care of it. We cannot obey. And the reason sometimes we can't obey is we are scared. What will happen? And here is a man, Jacob. And Jacob is in a place where there is no bed, no mattress. No refrigerator. He used a stone as his pillow. And in the night he dreamt. I didn't say he dreamt. I said he dreamt. And saw a ladder rising up into heaven. Angels were ascending and descending. Man of God got up and he said, Surely God was in this place. And I did not know it. If you have any spiritual sensory organ, you can sense that whenever I pick up a microphone in this room, I'm different from anywhere in the world. And that is because over here, I can feel the heaven open. And God is saying, my son, this is where I want you. This is where I want you to stand. This is where I want you to sit. This is where I want you to speak. And I'm praying for somebody right now. May you discover your locus. May you discover your location. May you discover. Because if you don't have a locus, you cannot have a focus. And if you don't have a focus, you can never fulfill a mandate. I pray in the name of Jesus. This is Moses. He knew what God wanted him to do. This man. This man, this man, this man is the son of Pharaoh's daughter. In civil matters, religious matters, military matters. Oh, there is a story about Moses leading the Egyptian army to go and fight the Ethiopian. And they use insects to fight against snakes. You know, so many stories and myths and, and folklore about Moses. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, this man at a certain point said, you know what, I don't want to be Pharaoh's son anymore. I don't want to be Pharaoh's huios anymore. I want to be the huios of God. I don't want to lead Egyptians. I want to lead the Hebrews. I declare today by the message of Almighty God that any of you who has a call and your calling is from God, may you dedicate yourself to the calling, whether it's Jindapur or it is Laura or it is in Techimain or it's in Wenchi, you can turn that place into an oasis of glory. Come and clap your hands and scream it and praise Jesus. Listen, but, but you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm just teaching you something today. Obey him. Jump. Jump. You know, there are times.
Sometimes he just wants you to close your eyes and jump. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. I perish. You know what? He said, build ye houses in Babylon and dwell in them. So by the time Obadiah said, you will return to Zion and possess your possessions. It means if they are leaving Babylon, they will have to leave houses because they have built houses in Babylon and they must leave the houses in Babylon and now go to Zion where there are no houses, believing that they will have a possession. Am I teaching anything? Now, this is the year of settlement. Number one, overcome the fear. Number two, obey. Number three, you will have to be proactive. Proactive. There are, don't wait to be invited to solve a problem. Look for the problem and say, problem, I have come to solve it. So by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months of his parents, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. But by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he himself now became proactive. And decided to operate. He operated in a proactive manner. He said, now, I refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh. I choose to suffer affliction with the people of God. And I choose not to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And he said, I esteem the reproach of Christ, greater riches and the treasures of Egypt. And he said, by faith, I decide not to fear the commandment of the king. But I'm running. I'm going into exile. You, you see, by faith, this man went out. The, the, I like something the Bible said in, in Acts chapter 7 from the verse number 20. Look at Moses' account because Stephen gave a narration of Moses' life. And there's a way in which he said, he said, in which time Moses was born and was exceeding fair and nourished up in his father's house three months. And when he was cast up, Pharaoh's daughter took him up and nourished him for her own kios. The Sunday is kios. And Moses, now I like this. I will come back to the scripture. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. We will come back to this verse 22. But verse 23 said, And when he was full 40 years old, he, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. It came into his heart to visit them. To visit them. To visit them. To visit them. It came into his heart to visit them. And when he visited them, he saw an Egyptian beating up an Israelite and he killed the Egyptian and hid him. The following day, another time, he was passing by and he saw two, Egypt, two Israelites fighting. And he tried to separate them and solve their problem. And they said, you, the way you killed the Egyptian, do you want to kill us? Got into I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something now. I pray 
confuse you. But I know you are so religious that you will get self-imposed confusion. No man has seen God at any time. Nobody has seen God. Nobody. Even Moses, he said, I will show you my backside. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.